You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Now here's Doug Robbins. Well, good afternoon. Happy New Year to you. How are we doing this afternoon? Good? Good. Man, I am so happy to be at church today because I had a little bit of the flu this past week, and that was a total bummer, but I'm like 90% right now, and I'm rolling through, and I just got one more service, um, and then I can go home and lay down, uh, but I'm feeling pretty spry, even though I'm a little bit tired today. And you know, I also wanted to thank uh, Robbie and our City Youth Band for giving an awesome service last week. Would you join me in, in thanking them? Isn't that great? Yeah, it's cool. So. One of the, the great things about our church, it's like, um, it's all the generations represented. So it's not just like all the blue hairs and stuff like that, but it's like also the young people uh, too. So uh, all the different generations uh, represented here. And um, we had an awesome 2017 in City Church downtown, didn't we? I mean, we had a good time, got the theater renovated. But you know, one of the things that I think is really awesome about last year is we saw 230 people get baptized. And that's pretty awesome because it represents lives change, you know? And so that's something that, that we're pretty stoked about um, around here. And so we want to start our, our year with prayer. And I got this great quote uh, from a pastor named Chris Hodges that I really like, Church of the Highlands. And uh, here's what he said. I'll put it on screen for you. He says, prayer is our first response, not our last resort. Uh, and we want that to be our mantra during this series, 21 Days of Prayer. So I want you guys, you know how I always have you say stuff out loud with me. Well, I'll, I'll say the first half, I'll point to you, you say the second half of our declaration. You guys ready? You got your game faces on one o'clock? Man, it's time to slow down, okay? Uh, check it out. Prayer is our first response. Boom. Thank you very much. Okay. So we want to be a people where it's not just like we come to God when we're in trouble or when we need something, but like it's our first response. It's the first thing that we do. We go to the Lord about everything uh, in our lives, even going to the Lord, praying about things that hadn't even happened yet uh, in our lives. And you know, as, as last year was our first year to start out the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting to go along with it. And we're gonna try and do the same thing this year. And as we were preparing this series to communicate to you, and this friend of ours, Stephen, says, you know, 21 is what's called a Fibonacci number. Do we know what Fibonacci is? Okay, if you go home and you Google Fibonacci, you'll go down a rabbit hole of research and interesting factoids, right? And so uh, let me tell you a little bit, little bit, little bit about uh, Fibonacci. See, I'm a little tired, so my speech is slurring, you know? It's like, is the pastor drunk? No, he just had the flu last week. Uh, but he, he, he's okay, he's gonna make it. He's just slurring his speech a little. So uh, anyways, Fibonacci numbers, a sequence of, uh, of numbers and the series of numbers where one number is found by adding up the two numbers before it. So if you start with like the number one, like you'll see on the chart on the screen, one plus two equals three, and then the next series is gonna be two plus three equals five, and then that would lead to a three plus five equals eight, and so on, up to 21, and even beyond that. And if you uh, create a block chart of Fibonacci numbers, it would create this spiral. So let me show you a picture of the Fibonacci spiral. Uh, when Fibonacci numbers are placed in this chart, they create this spiral, and you'll see this spiral. You've probably seen it in design and in artwork, uh, but you also see the Fibonacci spiral in nature. So uh, I brought a picture of a shell that uh, shows how the Fibonacci spiral works itself out in nature. And you'll also see it in this 
aloe plant. And what happens is plants will grow in the Fibonacci spiral in order to produce the maximum amount of fruit in the smallest and most efficient space. So there are exponentially more leaves the further out on the plant you go as you move out on the spiral, see? So 21 days of prayer and fasting are kind of like a Fibonacci spiral. It's when we pray with fasting, we get this exponential result of power and fruit in our lives. And fasting is a real key to that. And we see this playing out in the scriptures one time in particular when Jesus' disciples um, were, were trying to minister to people. And remember, if you read through your gospel, you'll see that the, Jesus gave the disciples this power, right? And when they would go and pray for people, they'd be healed. They would cast out demons. They got all excited. You know, wow, we can go and like cast out demons from people. Um, you know, when people have these demonic problems with this one boy one day who was thrown into these epileptic fits, and they're like, okay, they stroll up. They're like, cool, we'll just cast this demon out of here and the boy will be okay. They go up and they're like, in Jesus' name be gone, and nothing happened. It's like, what the heck? So they go back to Jesus and they're complaining, right? It's like, Jesus, dang, I mean, we tried to you know, heal this kid and nothing happened, so what was wrong with our prayers? And Jesus is a little bit frustrated with him and look at Matthew 17, 17, he says, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? And so after Jesus corrected him, uh, he goes, he casts the demon out of the boy, heals the boy, the boy's good to go. Now he can deal with the question at hand, that is, why weren't our prayers answered? Why weren't we powerful enough to be able to cast the demon out of this kid? And he says, because number one, you're faithless. Faithless is when you're not connected enough to God. And he says, number two, you're perverse. Being perverse is being too connected to the things of this world. So how is it that you get more connected to God and less connected to the things of this world? And that's in the next text we're gonna look at in Matthew 17, 21. He says, however, this kind... This kind of demon only uh, will not go out except by prayer and what? Fasting. Now, some of your translations are only going to say only go out by prayer because it's assumed uh, in that day that prayer and fasting go together. It's like peanut butter and jelly, like, you know, tacos and tortilla shells. I mean, it's, uh, those two things are meant to go together. And so it's assumptive, even if your translation doesn't include the word fasting there, that it's prayer along with fasting. What you understand and what Jesus understood is with higher levels come higher devils. Isn't that true? And there are some problems that don't come out by, just, by us just praying the same way we used to pray. And so we add fasting to this and Jesus understood that he was a regular faster and that's why he had this exponential Fibonacci kind of power within his prayers to be able to cast out a demon that uh, the disciples weren't able to deal with. And I know what some people would say who would come to our church and uh, they would say, hey, look, Doug, you can't talk to that group that you have at City Church downtown about fasting because you have a lot of baby Christians there. You have a lot of spiritual investigators there that haven't even believed yet. And so why would you teach people to do that type of thing? Well, I think that's exactly what we need. And I tell you, uh, that's why we have so many people coming to faith in Christ and we have so many baby Christians is because we fast here and we pray. And look, what you're looking for is not the Christian light or the watered down version of this thing. What you want is the real thing and it's calling you to a higher 
level. And with that level, we'll become, we'll come, you know, higher devils, right? But that's why we have to pray and we have to fast. Look, some of us have been just chilling and coasting in our spiritual lives. And I think 2018 and during this 21 days is the time when we need to be challenged and not just chill, right? Some of you have been just sitting still spiritually and not doing anything to move forward in your spiritual walk. And it's time to be challenged to move forward. Look, if you're not moving, you're like in a parked car. You're not on a journey, see? And we all want to be on that journey with Christ, moving to the next level level rather than just chilling out and not doing anything um, about our faith. And so here's what I'm asking you to do, okay? I'm asking you to seriously consider and commit to 21 days of prayer and fasting. I'm going to unpack this throughout the rest of our time as it unfolds. And some of you are new to church, you're like, what even is fasting, okay? Um, Well, fasting is voluntarily reducing or eliminating your intake of food or pleasurable activities in order to focus on God. And you're like, why would I want to do that? Well, we fast to experience the power of God, number one. When you have a problem that's beyond your own ability to deal with it or handle it, um, you want to pray with fasting. And fasting is our way of saying, hey, look, God, I don't have it all together. Um, I don't have everything, all the power I need to uh, take care of this issue or this problem in my life. So therefore, I want to fast and acknowledge my need of you uh, to help me get through this or to help me overcome this issue. Number two, you fast when you're mourning a loss. So it's like King David, he was fasting in anticipation or uh, 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 anticipating the loss of his infant son at one point. And some of us have lost things. We've lost people or we've lost a job or a relationship, and that's a time to fast. But then uh, a third reason to fast is fast when you need God's help on a big decision. So like Daniel in the Old Testament, He fasted when he was having these very vivid dreams. He didn't know what to do with them. He needed an interpretation of those dreams to know what to say to his king. And those dreams were actually advice to give to the king about very specific things. Nehemiah fasted before he started a big building project in the Old Testament of the Bible. And then here's another reason that we would want to fast. Number four is fast when you want a deeper experience of God's presence. So this service today is not just you knowing more factoids about biblical fasting, but it's about you doing something and experiencing something, see? We don't just gather here to gain more and more knowledge so you can argue with your Christian friends about predestination and other stuff like that, but it's about experiencing something and knowing God more. And some of you are in recovery. Some of you are recovering from addictions and trying to get free of things, dysfunctional behaviors in that. It's time to fast and pray. Others of you are sponsoring, mentoring, helping someone to try and get free from some type of addiction. It may be time to not just pray for that friend, but to fast on that friend's behalf and pray for them that God would set them free and heal them from the particular issue that they're dealing with in their lives. And I wanna ask you a question today. Why are you fasting? Or why are you considering fasting during this 21 days of prayer? Think about it for your own life right now. What's going on in your life that you need the power of God to work? I typed out seven things that I'm going to be praying about as we go through these 21 days. And whether you type it out, write it out, or tap it into your phone, it doesn't matter. But get those things down so that you know where to give God glory when he does something about the requests that you bring before him. And so some of us have been praying for a sick relative, and nothing's happened. 
And maybe it's time to ratchet up those prayers with some fasting. Others of us are, uh, are stressed about like a big job decision or a career direction. Some are considering moving in another direction for your career. Before you make that step, fast and pray about it for God's direction in that issue in your life. Some of you are thinking about dating again. It's like, man, you've had some bad relationships in the past and you're tired of getting hurt and you're thinking, man, I'm, I might put myself out there. I mean, you know, Doug, I might, you know, I might fill out the little Tinder account or whatever, you know, and uh, put myself out there to date again. But you know what needs to happen before you put yourself out there again? Pray with fasting so that God will make you dateable. You know what I'm saying? Or you might also pray with fasting so that someone who really is dateable can come into your life and it'll be the right person in the right timing. Uh, some of us are dealing with problems with our kids. I mean, uh, they just continue to grow up and they got these little minds of their own and they choose to do things that we wish they wouldn't choose to do. It's time to pray with fasting for our kids, see? So what kind of power might we unleash if we all partner together as a faith community and a tribe and fast together, could we experience a movement of God's presence and power in our church, in our individual lives? You're fasting for me. I'm fasting for you. I'm praying for you. You're praying for me. We could experience something special here in our church together. We did this last year, and I can't tell you how many people came up to me and said, man, Doug, I've never experienced God like I have now since we've gone through this 21 days of prayer and fasting together. Now, I need to give you some disclaimers related to fasting. Number one is fast only if your health allows. Now, this is the part of like the end of the pharmaceutical commercial, you know, uh, where they say it real fast. You know, the disclaimer there is like, you know, if you take this drug, you may break out in hives and be depressed. Okay. It's just, this, do you know, if you have some type of um, uh, dietary issues where you have to be careful of fasting, if you need to talk to your doctor about it. But a second thing you got to understand is fasting is not earning an answer to prayer. Look, God can't be blackmailed by the activities of man. It's like, it's not this deal where I do this, therefore, God, you have to do this. God wants to answer our prayers, and he answers us out of grace. But at the same time, what fasting does, it prepares our hearts to receive God's answer, whatever it may be, you know? There's some country song called Thank God for Unanswered Prayers, and there are times where um, he doesn't answer our prayers for our benefit and our good. But a third thing I wanna show you is that repentance and fasting go hand in hand, see? There was this group of people in the Old Testament of the Bible, and they thought that because they fasted, they could earn the answer to their prayers. But while they were being religious and fasting at the same time, they didn't care anything about social justice in their community. They were backbiting each other. They were pointing the finger at each other and trash talking each other. They refused to practice Sabbath, you know, one day of rest. They just worked every day. They would never uh, take the one day to Sabbath. And God corrects them and says, no, that's not the way it works. You, you can't just get an answer to your prayer uh, when all this injustice is happening around you and you're overworking uh, your employees in your companies and all this type of thing. And look at what Isaiah says in 58 verse six. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those, work for, uh, those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove the chains that bind people then your salvation will come like the dawn and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward and the glory of the Lord will protect you from behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer, yes, I'm here. He will quickly reply. See? 
So for some of us, it, if we're gonna fast, it's like at the same time, let's repent, let's turn from, let's quit the sin of oppression of other people uh, who are in our lives, see? Let me show you this next thing, is how to fast. And Jesus shows us this in Matthew 6, look at verse 16, he says, when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, but they try and look miserable and disheveled so people admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, um, that's the only reward they're ever gonna get, but when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. So he says, don't fast like hypocrites who are just trying to look the part, but uh, really the only reward they're gonna get is people liking them or thinking they're religious or whatever. And so um, I'm old enough, and some of you are old enough to remember Millie Vanilli. How many of you remember Millie Vanilli? Okay, remember them? Um, So what they're known for is lip syncing, right? Some of you remember on MTV when they were caught lip syncing to a live song uh, and then the Grammys that they're holding there in that picture were actually taken away because they weren't even singing on their own album. Then some of you remember last year at the New Year's Eve uh, television special when Mariah Carey uh, got caught uh, lip syncing on live television. Um, she actually has a very nice voice, but we don't like it when people are lip syncing because we want the real thing, right? And so that, this is what Jesus is saying here is, look, if you're just trying to, you know, you're posting on social media what you're fasting from and you're telling everyone, he says, you're like a spiritual Milli Vanilli is what you are. You're like, you're, like, you're playing the part. Um, see, what we're after in fasting is not just for people to give us more likes, but it's more about connecting with God and getting those likes from God. So we fast and pray in secret and with style. Don't post it on social media, but do it with style. That is, don't try and look like you're fasting. You ever seen someone fasting and they look like this? You just look all jacked up. Well, see, you want to look like they're on heroin. Are you on heroin or what? So uh, what you want to do is comb your hair, Jesus says, wash your face. I would add to that, take a whole shower while you're at it, dude. You stink. Um, and, you know, put a little product in that hair and fix it up. Uh, look like you're styling. And she said, so I look good when you're fasting. Um, so why don't you turn to someone next to you and tell them, man, you're looking real good. Are you fasting? Go ahead. You're looking good. Hey, man. Some of you have been praying for those relationships. I just helped you. Just then... Got it out there. During one of the earlier services, uh, someone says, you look awful, you need to fast. You know? See, fasting does help with those uh, weight loss goals as well. So when you fast, do it in secret and uh, with style. But the next, uh, next thing, let's consider some different types of fasts. So there's the full fast where you take no food or water. Then there's the a food fast where you drink water, but you don't eat any food. And the full fast was what Jesus did when he was in the wilderness for 40 days. Um, and if you're going to do a full fast or a food fast, uh, make sure and consult your physician if, if that's needed. But the third type of fast is the Daniel fast. Eat no meat, sweets, no bread, drink water and juice, eat fruits and vegetables. This is the type of uh, fast that uh, Daniel did in the Old Testament of the Bible, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And then the one that I think a lot of us can do 
is called the partial fast, where you give up at least one item of food, like meat, alcohol, chocolate, coffee. Someone's like, Pastor Doug, don't jack with my coffee, man. I need my coffee to survive. Just stick a coffee IV in me, man. Uh, but some people have fast from coffee, or you can fast from one meal during the day. So it's a partial fast in that you just skip your lunch or you skip dinner or uh, just eat one meal a day, however you want to do that, customize it for yourself. And then there's also the media fast where you fast from social media, TV, perhaps uh, from the internet, because some, some of us need to focus a little more right? And we, we feel very uh, disjointed. We feel distracted. Have you ever been around uh, a, a very distracted phone person where they can't even finish the sentence and they're just like checking their phone all the time? It's like, what are you pulling a gun on me, dude? What's going on? I mean, you just keep, keep reaching for this thing. You keep pulling this thing out. You're trying to have lunch and, it's just bzz, and they're just pulling it up all the time. Uh, every time anything happens, their phone is buzzing and it, it, it really um, um, keeps you from being able to focus there. And then number six is, uh, this one's actually in the Bible, the sex fast, agreeing with your spouse to give up sex for a time to focus on prayer. Um, and I want to show you where this is in the Bible. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5. As you snicker, let's read the Bible together. Uh, Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so that you can give yourselves more completely to what? Prayer. Some of you are just praying to be able to have intimacy, but right now you give it up um, uh, for it to focus on prayer. Afterward, uh, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. And one of the things I want you to notice in the text here is that you both have to agree on it. This is not some deal where the wife says, oh, you know, Pastor Doug's talking about fasting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sex fast. And the husband's like, honey, no, you're not. Uh, you know, it's just like, so we, we both have to agree on this for it to be uh, done according to the scriptures. All the men said amen uh, to that. But then the, the seventh one is called the silence fast. And this is where uh, there's no talking for a designated period of time. Um, or you can avoid talking about a specific subject, perhaps. Um, I wish some people would fast from talking about politics from time to time. Uh, but, you know, uh, we, one of the reasons that we don't hear from God as much is because we're talking so much all the time. And so the silence fast as you go without talking for a period of time. But a lot of people wonder, well, what is it that I'm actually doing? Because I, I see all the stuff that I'm not doing during a fast or that I'm not taking in. But what is it that I'm doing? Um, well, every time you hunger... You pray first. Remember, prayer is our first response, not our last resort. And so we want to focus on praying first and asking God for the things that we've written down, typed out uh, in our list during this 21 days. Um, So it's like, God, I'm more hungry for you than I am for this food. I'm more hungry for you than I am to check my phone. God, I'm more hungry for you than I am to even speak words. Um, But the second thing is read his word and listen to worship music. You know, we fill our hearts and our minds with God's word. It transforms our minds. When we listen to music, worship music in particular, it helps to transform our minds. I like listening to like Hillsong United or uh, Jesus Culture. I like that band King's Kaleidoscope. I also like uh, our band here. In fact, I brought a few CDs. Does anybody want uh, one of our band's worship CDs? Anybody uh, real quick? Right here, there you go, man. Okay, right here. Oh, that dude wants one bad. And I, watch it, they're like throwing stars, man. It can put out an eye. So get those hands out there. There you go, right there. Oh, 
it curved on you, so be careful. Um, you could put an eye out in church, but great music there, uh, the Wellhouse CD. And during Jesus' 40-day fast, he was more hungry for God's presence than he was even for bread. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, it takes more than bread to stay alive. It takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Bread's not a bad thing, is it? Sometimes the Bible says Jesus is the bread of life, but you know, it's like we want to go without a good thing to get more of a better thing, and that is the presence of God. Physical bread is not all that we need. There's so much more to life than just uh, food and drink, but it's words from God is what we really need. We need to be nourished by the presence of God in our souls. And fasting um, certainly is not just about what we're not doing, but it's about what we're gaining, the very presence of Almighty God in our lives. And you know, when Jesus was on his 40-day fast, he was tempted to just seek out God's hands of miracles. In fact, that's what the devil tried to do. It's like, hey, just jump off the temple and the angels will do a miracle and catch you. Or just turn those stones into bread and you can chow down. But Jesus is like, nope. I only live by the word of God. See, man doesn't live by bread alone, but every word that comes from God. So Jesus didn't want to do those miracles because he didn't just want God's hand. He wanted God's face. See, his presence. All of the Bible is about getting closer to God's presence. See, some, some of you who are spiritual investigators, maybe you've thought about this and you're like, hey, you know, I haven't been able to believe in God. But if God would just do a little trick, a little miracle, then I would believe in him. Well, first of all, that's not proven out to be true because I've known some people who have experienced miracles of God and still chosen not to believe. But what you gotta understand is God doesn't want to be your magician. He wants your love and your heart and he wants to be present with you in love relationship is what he's after. And so that's why in the Old Testament of the Bible, um, you saw God in the tabernacle and in the temple. And then when Jesus came to the earth, he walked among us. Then in the New Testament, the Bible, after Jesus had risen from the dead and ascended into heaven, he gave us the Holy Spirit to dwell within us. See, he keeps getting closer. Even though we have the Spirit of God in us right now, Paul says right now we see in a mirror dimly, but someday we'll see him face to what? Face. It's why when I'm out of town, I just want to see my, I just want to be with my wife. And so a phone call is not good enough. We'll do what's called FaceTime, right? Because I want to see her little face, right? Her little button nose and her cute little eyes there. I want to hear her voice and see her face. I can't get close enough. And that's what this next prayer time is going to be about today. Um, we have our prayer time sometimes when we um, welcome you to come and literally kneel at the front. And what we've got down here are these little bracelets that you can get that will remind you of your commitment to fast and pray for 21 days. But for some of you, you're like, hey, what am I supposed to fast from? I don't know. We'll come and kneel and pray and ask God to bring to your mind what you're to fast from. You know, some of you are like, hey, I'm just going to fast from liver because I fast from that anyway because I hate liver, right? No, it's not about that, but it's like uh, come before God and ask him, bring to my mind by your spirit the things that you would like me to fast from, what you would like me to do. And it's real simple. You just obey uh, what the spirit speaks to your heart and to your mind. But this ground down here to me is like holy ground. 
Not because we like sprinkled holy water on it or anything like that, but because people regularly come down here and kneel. And when the people kneel down here, some people come down here and repent of sin and make changes that will affect their life for the positive for the rest of their lives, you know? Other people come down here and like lay before God, speak to God in prayer, these very significant things in their lives, like deep core hurts and pains, you know? It's like, God, I'm so broken right now. I'm so hurt right now because I've lost this marriage or because I've lost, um, you know, a person that I love or God, I'm, you know, you hear, hear the stuff about repentance that I said earlier. And some of you are like, coming down here sometimes and you're saying like, God, I want to repent, but I keep failing at repenting. I'm trying here, but will you help me, God? I need your power. See, that's what this is about. There's stuff that in, in, in a lot of our lives, and I would dare say almost all of our lives, stuff that we need or that bothers us, that's so outside of our control. It's, and, and, and we can come and kneel and say, look, God, I don't have what it takes to make this happen. I don't have the power of God to change myself. Someone who's a spiritual investigator could come and kneel and pray. And that could be the difference as you step out in faith and humble yourself before God and fast during these 21 days. And you just haven't been able to get over the hump to believe. But it could be that during this time, our prayers will help you. And maybe God will speak to you and connect with you in a way that's very unique where it's not like some person convinced you that there's a God but it's like God himself drew you to himself as his daughter his son you know some of us have health concerns or career concerns or relationship concerns higher levels higher devils and it's time for some of us to step forward in faith and be challenged and really make this commitment to pray and fast during this 21 days. So would you stand with me now and some of you come and join me in kneeling and praying here at the front. Lord, I thank you for the precious prayers of your people as they go up. I pray that they would be like a fragrant aroma in your presence. And I thank you for the honesty and transparency of our people that they're coming before you and laying concerns before you. Some of them hurting and uh, struggling. And I know that as a pastor, as I love our people, that I'm just a guy, but you love our people all the more, more than what we can imagine. And right now you're collecting people's tears in a bottle and you're seeing the hearts of your children. And Lord, we're not just reaching out for your miraculous hand that you could do a trick for us, but we're reaching out that we would get more of your face. I mean, we just want to connect with you more deeply. And we pray that you would move our hearts in such a way where we can receive the answers that you give us that are for our best and for our good. And Lord, we love you and thank you for the good things that you've done in our lives in 2017. And as we start this year, we want to give you a first fruit of the year. And we want to give up some things fasting and praying because you are more important than any other goals than we have in our lives for 2018. You're more important than making more money. You're more important than like trimming up and losing weight to look sexier. Lord, you're more important 
important uh, than any other relationship in our lives. And so we want more of you and only you. And your presence solves a whole lot of things, Lord. If we can just get in your presence, there's joy there. In your presence, there's fullness of joy. In your presence, darkness flees. In your presence, there is freedom. And we ask for all of that as a byproduct of just connecting with you and being more intimate with you. And Lord, as we partner together to pray for our own needs and for each other's needs, and as we write lists and as we hunger in our physical bodies, um, may we connect deeply with you and see your power move uh, throughout our church. Like it's, it's like, I pray that as we come here every Sunday, that your presence is just so thick. It's like a note's not played on an instrument or it's not sung or a word's not spoken um, before we experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. And for all the awesome stuff you're gonna do during these 21 days, we're gonna be very quick to give you credit and honor and glory because you're worthy of it. And we pray all these things in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Everyone said, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.